The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody. Today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they're fun. And that's why we do them, because every once in a while, we need fun. Don't forget that fun, spelled backwards, is nuff. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think he is. Uh, That's always fun to recognize, because he could be uh, coming back before this show is over. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use? Probably won't, but we can if we want to be doers and not hearers of the word. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? That's because we paid the rent with $17.26 left over. That's why. Also, a Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon, and I will be your host for the next 5,400 technology-challenged seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. Uh, But for the next few minutes... I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. Now, I know that most of you who are listening to my voice, first of all, you are Christians, and you are living your life as a Christian. But there are moments in your life where you look up and you go, why? And then the Lord looks back down on you and says, why not? And so there is that Christian life living thing that we're talking about. You might have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question. Well, we don't want you to let it die of loneliness. However, there are only two ways to get in touch with us now, unless you have something that you can put on an airplane and have it skyride by my house, which probably won't happen. The way that you want to reach out to us simply is you want to text us. Uh Uh-oh, you mean text only, Dave? Yep, the show is from the house, so right now for today and tomorrow, text only and and also email, but the text number is 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. You text that number, it comes to my phone. Most of the time it works. I tend to get quite a few texts, so if I don't get back to you personal-wise till after the show, you'll know it's just because we have a lot of people texting in. Again, our number for text, 214-210-8483. Also, you can send 
send us an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can do that live during the show, which is that's something I will also get on my $1.19 Chromebook, a, a, a email that will get through. In the meantime, because we're down to $17.26, I do not have a reservation in telling you, please go to the website and check out the different things that are on there. They're very cool, and also, wait, and also, there's a place to give. Go to hemustincrease.org. Website, he must increase.org, he must increase.org. Email David at he must increase.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. All right, now I'm going to give Captain Chris his props because he started off this show with a little levity. I texted him while we are doing the show on our little uh, IM here on Skype, and I said, How's it sound? And he wrote, It sounds like you're on a phone. <laughs> See, that's very funny if you think about it, <laughs> because guess what? I'm on a phone. For those that don't normally call in or don't normally, oh, I'm sorry, listen, the bottom line is I've had surgery, uh, two surgeries in the last four and a half weeks. Lots of fun. I would not recommend that for anyone, by the way. Uh, bottom line is I'm not allowed to travel about, and I have to sit still. Uh, there are a few people that know me very well and have checked up on me, not for any other reason other than my mental health of me sitting still, not something I do very well, which is why I had to have a second surgery, because I couldn't sit still long enough after the first one. So in lieu of all that, we'll be doing the shows from the house today. I know the sound is not as good, but I think sometimes live and a little scratchy is better than just a replay. And besides, I have so much material to share. I think you guys kind of know it kind of starts to bust out of me at some point. In this particular process, I want to talk to you about the book in Colossians, chapter 4. We're looking at verse 5. It says something very important, two elements that are key. Verse 5 says this, Act wisely towards outsiders, redeeming the time. Act wisely towards outsiders, redeeming the time. If we are of that Christian walk that all we're doing is thinking about us and our lives and what we've got to do in our little universe, and we don't think about other people that we engage with, that means, get ready, we're selfish. That means that we're self-centered and that everything revolves around us. We are supposed to be aware enough that we should be acting wisely towards outsiders. Now, this word outsiders is, does not refer to people who are going to different churches. This is, uh, this is not other believers, but this is outsiders as in the world or the worldly people. That's what it's talking about. So some people consider other people in other churches who are believers outsiders wrong. This is unbelievers. And the Scripture makes it clear that we're supposed to redeem the time. And that phrase right there, I had a wonderful conversation with one of my best friends uh, yesterday on the phone, and we were talking about how the Lord uses different timings in people's lives in their uh, trials to kind of understand processes, to trust Him, to learn how to be more yielded to Him. 
he just recently moved to Idaho. And for those of you that heard about the shooting that took place in Boise, Idaho, there was a shooting in a mall. It just so happened that this, my friend, came into the mall about three minutes before the shooting started. He heard pop, pop, pop. And then he heard, he said he heard like 10 shots in a row, pop, 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 pop. And he knew instantly it was a shooting and he was in Cole's department store and he's yelling at people to get out. He's yelling at people to, to, to make for the exits, you know, get out there and get safe. And he said he was doing that and some people didn't even move. They didn't even, they're like, what? Well, like so desensitized. And he's like, there's a guy with a gun and he's killing people. Get out of the mall. Get out of the store. So eventually everybody got out. Uh, fortunately, the, the casualty count was very low and they were able to take care of the situation. But the idea is you don't know how short time is at any point. And because of that, we need to be good stewards of our time and be aware that the things around us are a part of God's embrace for us to understand his kingdom and for us to be in tune with him and connected with him so that perhaps you might share with somebody who that person is then going to go and have some bad experience and maybe their time is coming up. You and I need to act wisely with wisdom, God's wisdom, towards people who are outside of the realm because if something happens to you, and you end up going to meet the Lord face-to-face, no problem. But if that person doesn't have the opportunity to hear that that your words of encouragement or even warning could have helped them, that's a big deal. I'll tell you that I have another friend who had his son. It's so weird, the things that happened, but his son was talking to his boss. His boss got sick. He talked to his boss on Saturday. On Monday, his boss died. And it was just like you think, what? How is that possible? And that's because we have a timetable that we exist on. And most everybody thinks that the whole purpose here is to gather as many toys as you can so that you can have the coolest life and everybody can just envy you and think that you're fantastic. But you and I as Christians know that is not the case, that we are supposed to redeem the time, that we are supposed to be aware that God has allotted us a certain amount of time. And, yep, there are times where you get to come apart and rest for a while. But in our walk as Christians, we need to be in tune and in aware everywhere we go of everything that's going on, that we are ambassadors of Jesus Christ and of the message of reconciliation. You don't have to be a good preacher. You don't have to be a good teacher. You don't have to be a person who knows how to share a testimony. You just have to be available, willing, willing to be a servant of the Most High God on a regular basis. What does that mean? That means that Christianity is not Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings. That means that Christianity is a 365, 24-7 proposition. And every day of every hour, you are God's child. You are God's billboard to the world. And you might be the only billboard people see. Redeem the time. Make sure you're aware. This is not all about just, oh, we're just going to have fun. We're all just going to have a blast. No, it's not about that. We will have a blast, but that's going to be after we hear the blast of the trumpet. And then we'll have a blast. Then we'll have a great time together. Then we'll be dancing on streets of gold. And that's fantastic. But we're not there yet. And in the meantime, we need to redeem the time. We need to make the most of our time doing things that are absolutely essential 
for the kingdom of God. Absolutely essential for eternity. All right? Now, that doesn't mean you can't have a nice weekend. That doesn't mean you can't go on vacation. But what it does mean is that your entire life's existence is not about you, 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 you. And your, 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 your universe. Or me, 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 me. And my universe can't do that. That's not how the Lord wants us to live. Hey, guess where we got that example? Jesus became one of us to give himself up for us. That was his purpose. That was his mission. And that's what he accomplished. And that mission that he accomplished impacted all of our lives. So I'm just going to say it this way, without trying to drop any guilt on anybody, are we offering ourselves to God in such a way as to honor him that we can impact other people for his glory and to be a testimony for him, a billboard of his love and his grace? That's a fair question to ask. All right, folks, we're going to take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. The David Spoon Experience. Again, Dr. Robert Jeffress. Doctor, are you there with us? I'm here with you, David. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here. I got to ask you this question. I'm, 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 you know, I, I get a little fiery, especially when uh, Christians are being accused of things that are uh, false, and that happens all the time, especially in the media. And I think you, if you remember our very first time we ever talked, I told you how impressed I was with you that you are able to keep your uh, spirit steady. <laughs> well, I appreciate appreciate that so much. You're a good friend. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Here's the thing that drives me absolutely batty, which is where I need your help now. Uh, I understand this uh, situation with uh, with Tim Tebow. He was going to do a dedication for you. He got a lot of pressure, apparently, from the media. The media accused you of being uh, uh, homophobic and anti-Semitic, which for me, I mean... It was, it was, I guess when I first heard it, I was overwhelmed. First of all, anti-Semitic is a person who discriminates against or is prejudiced or hostile towards Jews. You've been on my show. Now, this is three time, and I'm as Jewish as they come. 
<laughs> yeah, well, David, I mean, the charge of anti-Semitic comes from saying that everyone, including Jews, must trust in Christ in order to go to heaven. Uh, that is hardly anti-Semitic. In fact, I have a Jewish friend in New York who called me this week. She's not a Christian. But she said, I don't understand all of this. said, I don't believe in the New Testament, but you do. You're simply saying what the New Testament says. And, you know, David, we've said before, you know, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And I remind people, Jesus was not a Southern Baptist evangelist. He was a Jewish rabbi. And yet you look at what he said, what the Apostle Paul said, the Apostle Peter. Here are the three most prominent men of the New Testament, every one of them a devout Jew. And yet they said there's one way to God, and that's through faith in Christ. That is not anti-Semitic. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Don't forget it's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. And here goes your very first trivia question. Get ready. Okay, now keep in mind you can't call in. Okay, I've got to say this as nice as possible. I want to be very nice about this. You cannot call in. Okay, you got to either text in or send an email. How many banquets? How many banquets did Esther make for Haman and the king? How many banquets did Esther make? For Haman and the king. If you think you know the answer, all you got to do is text in 214-210-8483. You can also send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We will get that information one way or another. Uh, because we're in the phone challenge, I'm going to do the DNA and let Chris respond to it through the, uh, the instant messaging that we're using because it's kind of funny. Uh, but uh, regardless, I'm going to have to read it. Our DNA is what we're made up of. It is how we function. It is our building blocks of who we are. We use three particular DNAs that everybody should be on on a regular basis. The first one, D, stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Exactly, exactly. Daily. It must be daily. If it's not daily, then there's a problem because then you're just kind of like, you know, doing the Christian thing as an add-on. Yeah, we don't do that. I mean, you have a relationship with the living God, and you're going to spend an eternity with him. The idea is to do it on a regular basis, a regular basis. And that's why Chris wrote daily, and he's got the exclamation points after that. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Now, the reason that I bring this one up, never be ashamed, is because what the world is trying to do right now is shame Christians from standing firm in the word of God, thereby making the word of God hate speech. Do not fall into that trap. It's a long-term plan by the enemy, a strategy. And Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me and my words, I'll be ashamed of you before the Father. So that's just a bad idea. And then finally, A, A stands for always be ready to serve. Well, this time when Chris wrote it, he used the and the idea behind this is just what we talked about. You don't want to be so focused on you and so focused on the mountain that you have to overcome, the struggles that you have to deal with, that you lose sight that this is not about your momentary 
struggle. Did you get that? This is about reaching as many people as we can with the kingdom of God, having them have that opportunity to spend eternity with God, in fellowship with God. It's about glorifying God. It's about Jesus Christ. It's not about our trial at work. And some of you are having trials, not just at work, at home or in your bank account. We have that trial on a pretty pretty good monthly basis. I think most people do. And Christianity is not about God padding my bank account. It's about bringing glory to the name of God through the name of Jesus Christ. So we just need to stay on that track. Okay? All right. That's the DNA. I went a little long on that, but I was getting into it. Bottom line is our question, how many different banquets did Esther make for Haman? And the king. That's the question. You haven't answered. You have an opportunity to answer it. Again, you can text us 214-210-8483. Let me get to this next portion of text in Colossians, which is fabulous, an absolutely fabulous portion of text. It says this. So we already talked about this. Act wisely towards outsiders, redeeming the time. And it says this. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. That does not say every time you talk to somebody, unload as many Bible bullets as you can find, shoot them in the head with those Bible bullets, watch them cry and wither on the ground, and then walk away and laugh. What it says is our speech is always to be gracious. Our speech should always have this this flavoring of the gracefulness that comes from God to us that's changed our lives. Even though there's a couple of times in my life with a couple of people, okay, let me rephrase that. Even though there's many times in my life with many people, all right, let me say that differently. Even though there's thousands of times in my life with thousands of people that I would really like to have spoken everything that was flying through my mind, that is not the heart of wisdom. And that is not the heart of God. For the Lord, in all of our dumbness, often is gracious to us and speaks graciously. What's most amazing about God is even when he rebukes you and I, there's some element of grace in it where you know it's all about getting closer to him, and it's all about eliminating anything that separates us from him. That is how our speech needs to be. Now, when it says season with salt, that means that there's, there's different seasonings that are flavored into that word. Perhaps you could understand that to mean that there's a time to be firm about it, Perhaps you can understand that to mean there's a time to, you know, to discipline in what you're saying. I mean, there's different things that that salt can be. But no matter how you speak to somebody, graciousness is supposed to be, you know, what that speech is. So if you're going to think of this as a taco, now you can already tell I haven't had lunch because now I'm already thinking of that. All right, so if you think of this as a taco, whatever you're going to put inside that taco, graciousness is the shell. 
that's the shell that you so whatever's going to go inside there it's going to be covered from top to bottom all inside graciousness that's the shell of the taco get that and that's important because that's how god talks to us and deals with us and engages with us and loves on us and that's how we need to be engaging with other people and just in case you're looking to figure out who those people are it tells you just in the in the prior text wisely towards those who are outside this is how we're supposed to speak even to people who aren't believers so if you're a person who's really into the politics of the day and every time somebody mentions somebody's name you turn your head and you spit the other direction and then you say in your heart if i met them on an open road i'd give them every piece of information i want to give them and let them know what kind of bad people they are the scripture still applies to you that you need to make that speech seasoned with grace there has to be a graciousness in our conversation. That and it doesn't mean you don't ever rebuke. It doesn't mean you don't ever correct. It doesn't mean you don't ever have a challenge. It doesn't mean any of that. But it does mean that you don't speak to people so you can win the argument. You speak to people so that they can be one to God through Christ. That's how you do that. And is that easy to do? No. Is that hard to do? Well, it seems to be hard for me. <laughs> I don't know. I might be the only person in Christianity that goes, how do you do it? And the only answer to that is to make sure I'm under the... People that are afflicted because they're irritating. We're not talking about that. We're talking about being afflicted because you believe that Jesus Christ is the sacrifice and the, the sacrifice of God and the redemption from God, and that he is God, and that that suffering is about because of that. Listen to what Paul said again. So that no one will be shaken by these afflictions, for you yourselves know that we are appointed to this. In fact, when we were with you, we told you in advance that we're going to experience affliction, and as you know, it happened. That's not a bad thing. When you suffer for the Lord Jesus Christ, that's a good thing. And when people say, oh, they're mocking me because I'm a Christian, that means that you have a reward in heaven that God is protecting all right, I think we're back on. Are we back on? Oh, I think we're back on. Don't you love technology? We are back on. Yep, okay. So, anyway, I think I've made that point pretty clear. Everybody knows what we're talking about here. You don't have to have me just, you know, take a wet noodle and keep beating you on the head with a wet noodle, you know, in regards to what we're talking about. Make sure that what you say has grace in it. Make sure that what we say has a graciousness to it. Make sure that we talk that way that's honorable before the Lord. All right, now, I have not forgot... The trivia. <laughs> Chris says, I know he's probably typing trivia. Tell me if you're typing it. Uh, but I want to make sure that we get that trivia question in. So here's the uh, bottom line to uh, the trivia question. The question is, how many different banquets did Esther make for Haman and the king? And the answer is two. And so what she did was she made her first banquet. 
and the king and Haman went there, and then the king said, if you'll read it again, it's wonderful, wonderful devotional read, the king said, what do you really want? And then she said, I'm going to make another banquet, I want you and Haman to come, and then I'll tell you at that point. Okay? All right, we're going to take our break, having a little bit of tech problem, we'll get through it. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KWAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. AAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. Who is David Spoon? We have on the line Tina from Elko. And Tina, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing today? What, I am doing great. One, the, is this the first time you've heard the show? No, I listen to you every time I get into my car when I leave my job. Ah, awesome. Thank you very much. Is there anything that we can be praying for just to be in agreement with you regarding anything that the Lord's working on in you? Yeah, there okay. is. Okay, fire away. Um, first of all, I'd like to see my family's hearts turned. Second of all, I am not putting God first in I'm not being obedient in certain ways. Let me sum it up a little bit. I have a boyfriend. Okay. I should answer it. So I really need prayer to get back on track with God. Okay. Let me pray with you, okay? Okay, All right, let's pray. Lord, we just come before you right now, and we lift up Tina to you, and we ask you right now in the name of Jesus that uh, first and foremost you would work on her family's hearts, that uh, there'd be a softening, and that there'd be a grace and a mercy given uh, to the family and uh, between the relationship that Tina has with the family, and we just pray that your mercy would prevail, and we just pray that you would encourage her. Instead of this being a discouragement, let this become an encouragement that she is a daughter of the Most High seeking out help from her Heavenly Father. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 